Okay, welcome to Real Conversations. I'm your host, T-Mac, and my co-host, Joe. How are you, Joe? Uh, good, T-Mac. Uh, yourself? Oh, very good. Today, we're going to find out more about the status of the drought situation in Australia and, and its wide-reaching impacts. We're joined by Tanya Purcell. And Tanya started a Facebook group to document and bring public awareness about the ongoing drought issue in Australia. The Facebook group that she set up is shown from the perspective of her four and nine-year-old daughters and about how they learn about the drought impacts on farmers and Australia as a whole. And it also brings um, you know, publicity to the very important topic of uh, impacted farmers from drought. And welcome to Real Conversations, Tanya. Thank you. I'll start off. I'll start off with a, um, a first question. So, what what drove you to get started investigating the drought and its impacts? Well, around this time last year, as I'm sure a lot of you saw all over the news and in newspapers, um, all the reports about the drought and how it was impacting at that stage, New South Wales. You know, it was the main focus, um, and I was just. Uh, talking or just sort of important to let our girls know you know how it impacts us and how farmers were doing it tough and where our food comes from so um I was just you know telling Charlotte at the time who was four and Molly was nine and um it just so happened that at the time here where we are in northeast Victoria a um, shower of rain came through and um Charlotte runs runs out and grabs a little bucket and goes outside to catch the rain and I just said you know what are you what are you doing and um and she said, I want to take the rain to the farmers and to the animals to help them out. And and then wow. Molly, they both went and got their pocket money. And, and from there, I said to my husband, I said, well, you know, they they want to help. And it was an opportunity to, you know, they want to you know do something. And I thought, well, you know, why can't we? Why can't we take them and, and see firsthand and see what we can do um, to help the farmers? So that's what we did. <laughs> so that's where it started. Um and we've been going for over 12 months. So it's sort of, it's something that snowballed. But once you start, it's very hard to stop once you, you know, meet these farmers and, and see firsthand the effects. It's really hard to turn your back on them. And, um, and sadly, not enough is being done about and not enough people are actually helping. So, and with that, that media, that, you know, that was probably a week, maybe two weeks at, you know, at best. And we... Um, you know, that was all on the news and they showed a few stories and and when you even the stories they showed it wasn't the the real nitty gritty parts of the drought. You know, there was a lot lot worse off areas and um and then it's sort of you just don't hear much more about it. Like you every now and again you might hear how the waters run out in some town and things like that. But it was all a big a big thing at the time and the media sort of got their, you know, five minutes out of it and um and as with a lot of things, people sort of get bored with hearing about it and um you know there's something new comes up that they want to um help which is i mean it's human nature you sort of there's always something that um which is good too i mean if, if everyone did the same thing well you know there's other places other things that wouldn't be getting help so it's it's good but at the moment it's um i don't think people appreciate how it's going to impact them personally and and as australia as a whole and I, and it worries me that not enough is you know has been done about it and it will impact every one of us and it's sort of get that point now where a lot of time you know a lot of cases it's already too late and if we if we don't sort of you know bring some light on it and do something about it well you know and what's going to happen when our children are grown up too it's going to be a completely different Australia than what we've got now 
so yeah, it's it's um it, it's concerning and um and it's a massive massive undertaking. It's not an easy fix either. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> With the media, are they are the media bringing like you said they're giving a little snapshot here and there? Are they bringing enough attention in your view to this? No, to this? not at all. No. And even the, uh, you know, we've um, speaking to the farmers and that they're all frustrated too. Like it's, you know, you, that you, it's on there for they, they do a story and then you don't hear about it again. And, um, uh. and they're not really saying what exactly you can do or how exactly you can help. And they're sort of, you know, they, they publicize who they want and they're, they're sort of, um, you know, you sort of got to wonder what they're getting out of it too. And you know, why they're <laughs> just select, being select about who they're publicizing and what they're publicizing. Um, and a lot of the charities, they, you know, I find we've seen firsthand too that they they need to be held accountable for what they're doing too, and and what they're not doing in a lot of cases. And and people just think, oh, you know, they give money to the big charities, and they think, oh, that's all good, we've done our bit. But you've got to follow up where that money is going, and if it's going to the you know to the right people. And and there's a lot of that we're seeing that it's it's a very hard one because you know I don't like bagging them, but then at the same time. There's a lot of things that need to be sort of um, done about it too, and the you know people are donating money thinking that it's going to the right. I mean, I mean, sure, there's some people that are getting it, yes, and there's, um, but a lot of it there's a, you know, for instance, the quality of the hay they're getting, like you know, it's some of it's inedible. Like some, yeah, you know, some yeah. poor person's donated money thinking they're getting hay, and it's the quality is just, it, yeah, there's no point in giving it if they can't eat the yeah the load of hay that they've got. Um, and a lot of people are missing out too, which is, I know it's so widespread and it's hard, but I just think that needs to be, you know, something more could be done in that area too. Like, um, yeah. there's a lot of little groups, like even the, um, like the Gippsland, the, the Hayfield Lions Club that are helping the farmers up, you know, they're sort of going direct and all the money's going straight to the farmers. It, you know, they're not taking money out of it for different, you know, different other different costs. It's their volunteers that are down there, you know, going, Straight, you know, straight to where it's needed. We've seen firsthand. We've done a bit of work with them. So, is that, um, so sorry to um, interrupt. There. Did no. you say that was uh, Gippsland farmers? Yeah. So okay. um, that's the um, Wellington Shire. So it's Wellington Shire. So um, sort of the places around Sale, um, and and that's the thing. A lot of people don't realise that Gippsland is in drought either. But they sort of you just don't. So you know, if you if you drive on the freeway, you just think, oh, it looks all green. But a lot of all that's irrigated and it's a dairy farmers. But if you go, you know, sort of off the beaten track, um, it's a different sort of drought there. It's all um, the paddocks are full of sand. Like it's it's just keeps because it's such dry winds, it's just blowing sand in. And and even if they do get a little bit of rain, it's it's really hard for the you know, grass to obviously go through the thick. Um, so when we talk about the drought, Sorry. like whereabouts, what are the areas? Is it? So it's Gippsland, are we talking about New South Wales, lots of parts of Queensland. Where, where is the, well, the worst hit drought areas? Well, pretty much, when you say, um, so Victoria, I mean, a lot of Victoria has been, um, I mean, even where we are here, it, people say, you know, we've been, had drought. I mean, it's been dry and we haven't had the rain we've had, which is like that in a lot of places. But like Gippsland, you know, they're going in, well, um, you know, some of the third, fourth year with um, very little or no rain. So, um, and Victoria yeah. is very different how they declare, like they're not declaring it drought. It's very different how um, that they, they do things in New South Wales. And it's sort of a lot harder to say you're in drought. You know, it's a, you know, it's a, um, 
and then yeah, that's very hard to get Daniel Andrews to actually go into a near to go and have a look firsthand. Um, yeah. But New South Wales, that's I mean, that's mm. pre- that's pretty much you'd nearly say 100% in drought. Like there's you know there's little pockets that have, might have had a bit of rain, but um, you're nowhere near what needs. Um, and then Queensland, um, yeah, that's probably 60, 70%. But then they had those um, you know the floods, so yeah, I mean they there is wiped out like, you know, over 500,000 cattle in one hit. So, and now they're sort of got, you know, facing drought as well. So you think, well, um, you know, they got too much rain in one hit, which is actually wasn't actually, you know, much benefit to it at all, actually did more damage. So um, it's it's so widespread that, um, yeah, pretty much. Does it go I mean, further just, South Australia as well and over to WA? Is, yeah, Are they in drought as well? It as is. is. Um, I mean, they're just starting to say now that parts of Tasmania. I don't know much about Tasmania, but um, but definitely um, South Australia. Um, I mean, even Northern Territory. You know, those sort of places which they are you know, known to be drier, but they're again they're, they're not getting the rainfall that they normally get either. So it is it's tougher yeah. for a lot of area too. And whereas a lot of um, a lot of the hay has come from South Australia and um, uh, like Western Australia, Victoria, but um, it's all the it's all been depleted there, or they've sort of they're starting to hold back and think, well, we've we've um we need to hold on to it too. Like, and a lot of it's been like our hay's been exported too, which um they might be making more money out of it, but then you know what's happening, it's not helping Australians either. So that's another tricky one too. Um, so what is good quality, we mightn't be getting either. So and you know with grain and everything, so um that's another aspect of it as well. So mm. yeah, uh, so it's a, it's a wide area. Tanya, uh, let me ask you a question. What do you do to bring awareness about the drought to the public? Now, we know that you do have a Facebook page that you've been heavily involved as well as some of the, um, you know, like Gippsland farmers and some of the other farming communities. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that we could actually maybe talk about and um, also help you spread some awareness? Um, well, I mean, we're not, we're, not a, we're not a registered charity or anything. We're just basically just a family who are, you know, trying to do their best just to get the word out there. So... When we, um, when, when we first started off, we just travelled for three or four weeks and didn't tell anyone what we were doing. But as we were going, like the media, and I could say um, like Tamworth, um, Fairfax Media contacted us and said, you know, it would be, be a good story to raise awareness because, you know, a four-year-old wanting to help sort of, you know, makes other people think, well, what can we do if a four-year-old can do it? So they did different news reports when we were travelling um, in different areas and, it's surprising what I mean. I don't publicise everything that goes on, but from that, like different um, areas, sort of um, contacted us and said, "Oh, can we adopt a farmer?" So we've had oh. um, little people and yeah, people that might be you know, well off. Um, like one instance, um, there was a lady, single lady, uh, sort of um, you know, in late sixties, very well off, living in a town by herself, had no family. Um, she ended up. Uh, there's a family that really needed help that we were helping, but she ended up taking over and um, so she pays the kids' school fees. She was doing paying their rates. She was um, all sorts of things. And she ended up at Christmas. They all um, had a Christmas together and she, you know, bought them everything and she thought it was lovely because she doesn't have family. So there's so many little things like that that we don't, you know, sort of it's between them and we don't, once it's sort of they've taken over, we sort of let them do their thing. Yeah. But um, little groups have started up in, um, you know, on the coast of New South Wales. They've, they've gone and done little 
food drives and that. So it's sort of um, very nice. Yeah. When we're traveling, we sort of do things and say, you know, we go to different towns and like, and media sort of come to like, you know, Dubbo, they came and did a story. And, and from that, they, you know, the areas there went and did things to help like there's different church groups and schools and stuff. So it's sort of um, depends where we are and what we're doing at the time as to what, what, um, yeah. yeah I mean, so you're heavily involved with communities uh, as well as um, online and actually visiting the uh, the affected well, farms. Yeah, it's sort of um, it's sort of it just sort of happens that way too. A lot of like, people turn up. You know, it's funny how like a lot of things have been happening just coincidence. Like we meet people for different reasons, and that sort of follows on from there. It's sort of um, it, yeah, it just depends where we are and what happens at the time. People sort of I don't know how a lot of the times like we've had a, a big uh, group in Sydney heard about what we we're doing and. So they um they got on board with United um, Petroleum and they end up we got um like thirty thousand dollars worth of fuel cards wow and then um truckloads of food and you know so many things that so you know I didn't ask them they just sort of you know found us so it's 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 funny how things have happened just from um you know people sharing things on Facebook or you know we might share a um a story and then that sort of you know might tug at someone's heartstrings you know people find different things like even absolutely. A lot of the stories, a lot of the stories we don't um, we don't cover. Like we sort of ask the farmers, like, yeah, yeah, do you want um, photos taken or do you want your story told? And a lot of them don't, so we respect that. But um, the ones that do, we've you know put share their story and taken photos of where they live, and and you were surprised where that gets shared. And then people sort of yeah, they might see something that just you know resonates with them, and and then um, so a lot of things you know behind the scenes get done. So they might you know start writing letters to them and um and that's a big thing too like they're, they're feeling very very isolated and very um very alone and when you go even just to have a couple with them like they want someone to talk to and just sit there and um sort of share the burden a little bit too because they're it's it's strange what you you think if you're feeling that way that they'd all sort of bond together but it's everywhere you go it's sort of they're all there's so much depression around, you know, it's incredible how many it's, and they don't, I don't know if it's a male thing as such, but they sort of, they don't tend to want to burden their mates or their neighbours or, so they've all been very isolated and kept away from each other because they don't want to, you know, that's all they seem to be talking about is the weather and and they're all down. So they, instead of their, you know, normal barbecues or, you know, catching up at a footy game or something, they're not doing it. And so that's, Mm. that's making very isolated. That is pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, you naturally go, you know, might have a beer at the pub or something and, you, you know, you bond, you talk, you, you know, and they're not wanting to burden their wives or their kids, so they're bottling it up. So once you start, um, but we pretty much every day we get at least one farmer contacting us. It might be just for a phone call or text message or, you know, just to let us know something or want to talk about something. And sadly, I've had to make those phone calls, you know, at three in the morning oh. and, you know, that, that they're going to do, you know, they're, they're thinking about hurting yourself and that you know that's a it's a you know it's a big thing to be to take on that too but it's it's so it's full on. yeah but if you're not you know if you're not asking that question either they're not going to be you know who are they going to tell so yeah we um and, you know and just with the, just, just sorry. sorry just with the impacts on the farmers and the communities and their families so you're talking about like depression and maybe yeah. even like potential for suicide and has that has that been a big impact and well, we've, I mean, uh, and that, and I don't, it's, we've, we've discussed that with different, um, like the media and doctors up there. And they, the thing is, if they, they say, if they publicize it, 
they seem to get more of them. It's like if someone who's in that state, they see it or they hear about it, um, it sort of, not so much gives them the idea because it's already there, but it, it, they said it sort of creates a snowball effect. Like once one starts doing it, they'll hit next week, you'll hear the neighbour and it's sort of, it's strange. Is that your how view? Pardon? Do you think from your experience and from what you've seen, is that your view? Like if people you do, do talk about it? Yeah. yeah. So okay. I, it's, it's a very hard, I mean, you want to you wanna shed light on it, but it's a very hard one too because we've had one of our farmers take his own life. Um, so I've been trying to support his wife and his two little kids um, and that's been just dreadful. And and the sad thing is is they think um, that it's actually helping their, you know, their family. They think that they're going to get life insurance and that'll help them. But the sad reality is is it, it doesn't work that way all the time. Like they, yeah. um, you know, they don't get their life insurance. So all, you know, all yeah. that's really happened is it's just sort of burdened them, you know, further. And they put, you know, the family's left without a, a husband or a, you know, father. So, um, and then it's... How are the families, like the families impacted by whether it's suicide or just depression of the farmer? How are they... And the communities, as a, some of these are very small towns and everyone sort of, I'm assuming everyone sort of, most people know each other in the town type of thing. Yeah. How is it impacting those sort of smaller towns? Like Hayfield's it, pretty small, for example. Yeah, it's a, um, well, for New South Wales, for instance, like there's, a, there's a, you know, you go and visit a farm and you start talking to them and they get to trust you and then they'll start saying, you know, such and such, he took his own life and, you know, such and such. And they all know somebody and it's, it's, you know, the numbers are just way too high and, and to, to try and get them help, I found that really difficult. Like to, to ring someone and say, can you go see them? Or can you, you know, is there someone who can help them? I'm finding that extre- extremely tough too. Like there should the be people. You get it. Like when people, when you ring up to ask for help to, for these farmers with these predicaments, what, what do they say? They all go well, on the list just, or? They're just not, um, there's just not enough people to help them. That's basically what right. it is. And it's, and it's there's awesome. so, um, like when we visited, it could take a day or two to get to these different places. You know, there's, they're not all, you know, na- you know, when you say neighbours, they could be, you know, you know, a couple of hours apart. So, I mean, some might yeah. be closer, but so, um, and and that makes you panic. You know, you sort of think, well, God, you know, <laughs> what do you do? And luckily, um, in some way or another, we've, you know, I've had, you know, a neighbour one time, you know, I've called a neighbour. There's been someone I can get there, but, you know, it, it still needs to be, there needs to be more money and, and resources put into that. Like that's... Um, it's such an important. It's so widespread, and it's it's going to be a obvious result from this. And the part of it too is a is the guilt they're feeling. Like majority of these farmers are fifth, you know, fifth or sixth generation farmers. So, you know, all their you know their parents, their grandparents have gone through this, and they've got through all these droughts, and you know, and they've got to that point now where they're the guilt they're feeling that they're worried they're not going to be able to pass this on to their children, and they've let down their their parents and you know the generations before them and they feel like a failure they're not they're not seeing the bigger picture and they've done everything they've you know they killed this wasn't the this drought wasn't when you go by um like the bureau of meteorology they've changed how they've done um how they're doing their readings like the last five years it's changed so they're not exactly accurate and their predictions are so far uh, they're getting it so far wrong they should be held accountable too like and that's what a lot of farms are getting frustrated with like Years ago, like yeah. if you if you um we're gonna say if you're gonna buy a stock, you look at the long range forecasts and you think, well, we're gonna have a you know drier than average year, wetter than average, whatever it might be. So then you might you know plant more crops, you might buy um more hay, you might buy less, you know you might buy more stock. So 
they've gone off this this forecast, which wasn't meant to be this dry for this long. So they've yeah. prepared as well as they could, judging by what they've had to go by. And then this has gone way beyond what they've planned for and what they were told was going to happen. So people don't really, you know, they, they sort of go, why didn't they plan for it? And then the ones in Queensland, like they've been going eight years in drought. How do you plan for that? And they weren't told that was going to, you know, by their predictions, weather predictions. This was yeah, actually going to go by what they, they can only go by what the information you've been presented from yeah. the meteorology group. This does bring up a question for me as well, though. As far as farmers go, do you think they they don't get compensated well enough for what they do? Because it seems to me that money is a big issue, obviously, and a lot of them are struggling with that aspect. You know, combined with the droughts, it makes it very hard. But do you think, in general, do they get paid compensated well for what they do? I know, I know personally that they feel very unappreciated. <laughs> like they're, um, mm. and as you know, as they say, like. They're basically without, and that's the thing too, is what I'm worried about. Without them, we wouldn't be having our meat, our vegetables, our, um, you know, wool, yeah, even alcohol comes from farming. Yeah, there's so many things that we need our farmers for. And, yeah, your milk, your dairy products. And what scares me is, which is already happening, but people just don't want to know about it or they don't want to publicise it, is we're already getting to that point where they're already starting to talk about we've been importing milk from China that's powdered milk. You know, and our vegetables will be start. It'll start to happen, and you think, well, you know, all the debacle with the frozen vegetables that were imported, and you know, all how people were getting sick, and what's found, yeah, you know, what was found in that. Like, uh, do we really want to be getting our meat, you know, on ships brought over from China? You know, I mean, we need to start. You know, we it is concerning, and 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 you look at it, the like say the um the cattle, like um, they're people are selling their breeding stock. So instead of selling steers for meat, they're now selling their breeding stock. So the, mm. you know, the cows, um, they're getting sold. So they're obviously not going to be breeding. So our meat is going to be in decline rapidly. So the prices for us are going to go up. Um, and and if they're still exporting, I mean, we're going to be, it's going to be a shortage. So, yeah, the cost of everything's going to go up, the quality, you know, it, it, it's concerning. So apart from... You know, if, if you there's so many different people, you know, have different opinions on the drought and the farms and whatever. But at the end of the day, we need our farm. Like we need it to be successful. We need it to. Yeah. Um, so you know, people need to start. You know, to start worrying about it. And and um, you know, whether it be paying the for premium milk at the supermarkets, you know, or um, yeah, there's a lot of things you could be doing with you know shopping wise, and it might cost you an extra, you know, one or two dollars more, but in the long, you know, long-term scheme of things, I'd rather be paying a couple of dollars more now instead of getting, you know, imported milk or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. So it's um, it is concerning, and it's, it's concerning how little has been done about it. That's what's worrying me. Um, <laughs> what's the government doing to assist farmers, like the state level and the and the national level, federal level? Not enough. <laughs> um, oh. To try and get that was state. Like, what's what's the state government doing for Victorian farmers in, in drought in Gippsland, for example? Well, they won't declare it as drought. It's different. Is um, so if you Why's declare that? it as drought, they've got to say well, they've got to do more about it. So right. they're just mm -hmm. saying it's a low rainfall area. So the um, the area we went to at Gippsland is a a group there, and so the farmers have lobbied, um, and what they got out of it was. Um, 
$700 visa card that has to be spent in their t- in their towns because, I mean, they're struggling too, but which is great, but how far is $700 going to go, you know, in reality? So, yes, it's good, but, uh, you know, it's not going to change the world. I'd like to see, for instance, even if they paid their rates, you know, paid their rates for them or something like, you know, something a bit more substantial that, um, like they did a thing where um, in these areas they were going to pay for their um, kids' school fees. But that didn't. It wasn't just um, just for these farmers. It was they weren't checking if they were the um, people you know actually needed. It was just that they just chose an area and said we'll pay for your school fees because you're in that area. Um, and a lot of these farmers are you know in their sixties or whatever. They haven't got kids at school, so that you know like big deal. That didn't really help them out. So yeah. um, there's there really is hardly anything that's being done. It's, it's nothing substantial that's going to make any difference. So um, and there's so much more that can be done, but they sort of um, it seems to be the what Melbourne. About the federal level. <laughs> um, what about the federal level? Again, nothing. You know, like, you know, you hear about um, like we when we were travelling was when they when we first went was when they said they were going to um, you know give these grants and stuff. But well, when you look at the paperwork, it was incredible what they had to what they had to provide, and then they had to get their um, tax done at that time to see what their uh, worth was at the time, but. You know, it could cost them twelve hundred dollars. They haven't got the money to go do that all the time to, to go and do extra. And the paperwork, we looked through it, and I think you need a you know a degree to get through it. So they they sort of knew that, and sort of it was like they set them up for failure. And and the ones that did apply for it, they um all these different things why they couldn't get it was incredible. And you just think it was so. I really don't know who actually got that money. You know how they said they were going to hand out yeah at the time I think it was seven thousand. One was twelve or seven or whatever it was. Um. I honestly don't know anyone who got that. So, and then it was stretched yeah. out anyway. But so what you hear and what you think they're getting is very different than what they're actually getting when you actually talk to the farmers and what they, what help they've actually. The only thing that um, some of them were getting was um, they were getting subsidised for cartage, like might be for um, you know for their um, hay or if they had to cart stock to um, you know to be sold or whatever you know to to move them. So that that was getting subsidised. So they said that was a great help. Um, some areas were getting you know, a load of water from the government. That was a um, a free you know, free load of water. Um, yeah. That's for domestic, you know, for their own tanks, not for um, stock. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a. I, I don't know. It's not an easy solution. I mean, everyone's got different needs, and um, you know, and it's so widespread. Like the the cost of you know, but. What but about the, the actual time. products so, that these that the farmers are producing? And so, sorry to to cut you off there, Tanya. But yeah. maybe uh, we need to look at uh, what kind of uh, products we put out there. Now, I know until recently we had a lot of you know meat exports, and we had certain vegetables that we stick to. But maybe is there a chance we could look into alternative options? Something that's more um, that's easier to grow in the drought, or I don't know. They are is anything? Doing that. They, yeah, they have. They there is some that have. Um, that have tried that and they've, um, you know, they've got rid of their stock and they've done whatever. But, I mean, in reality, they things still need water. Like, you know, and that's... Yeah, you know, what it is, yeah. Yeah, so they've sort of, they have tried it. They've, um, even the like some of the farms around here, um, they're already trying different things to be, you know, so-called drought-proof their properties and they're trying new ways. But, but it costs money, like, to... When they, you know, if you say I'll go and try something new now, they they haven't even got money to feed their kids. So how do you try something new 
when you've got nothing to work with and you've just got a barren paddock with no money like it's it's not it's not you know it's not that easy either to say well you know have a go at this or and the banks aren't giving them any more loans and then they've um and they're not letting them some of them sell up because they're you know they've got it under a a business loan and you know basically (laughs) the banks own them so it's um and they're waiting for them to fail and and there's so many places they just walked off they're not and even a whole town but they're not they're not selling they're just walking out and and then what happens then like if they've they've got nothing left so where do they live they're all they're trying to get work but if you're every job now wants a bit of a bit of something on a bit of paper to say you're qualified in this you of know course. and they're in their 50s and 60s and they're extremely smart and capable people but they know how to run a farm and they've you know they've learnt their own ways to do things but as far as education wise and something on a bit of paper they haven't got it so someone in their 20s or 30s that's got all these certificates they're going to get the job over them you know if there's jobs around but there's, there's not that many jobs around so yeah it's it's i mean it's, yeah to try something else is 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 good if they can and i know some who you know who have some have even done um um farm stays like they've turning their place into like camping like you know they've tried okay, that but, yeah but even then it's you know not many people want to go to a dry paddock you know they, they haven't got the rivers that are dry <laughs> yeah. so that they can't get people to to stay there i mean I, and when you see their photos their places are <clears throat> gorgeous in the you know in the right time of year but you know are you really going to want to go and stay in a you know in a bit of a dirt paddock so they're, they're trying but um it's just and with water management you talked about water management before just a little bit um government helped a little bit with the water what what can be done in relation to that we hear about like diverting money uh, diverting water from like the murray river and other rivers and so forth like is that a viable option or what can be done with water to help the farmers i'd love i'd love what do you to think be, have? even the floodboards like you know the, the water just sitting there getting wasted and washed out to the sea i'd, I'd love that to be to be piped down and being used but um the pipe down from where when the floods were in Queensland, that this is all getting washed out to the ocean. But I mean, that could have been piped. Yeah, you know, money could have been spent earlier where people were. That was a big thing years ago. That that was, you know, they didn't want to put money into it. But yeah, you know, in the scheme of things, that could have been a massive different effect now if that that had been done. That water was just sat there and wasted. Um, so the um, but desalination plants, like we've got in Victoria, is that a is that an option to help well, the farmers? I mean, it might have to be. I mean, what at, at this day? I mean, the thing is, like, even uh, like places in New South Wales, like the the towns, apart from the you know their boards drying up, the actual you know the dams empty, the creeks are empty, but their actual town supplies are just yeah are getting cleaned out. Like even um, you know yeah. places like Dubbo and Tamworth, they're you know very big places to be you know the actual town water. Their dam yeah you know, the the town water is getting dried up so. And there's other little places like yeah, you know, Walbert and that. There's they're getting um, truckloads taken there, but they're taking off another town who they're going to run out too. So it's not just the actual stock; it's the actual people living there that are you know it's that's it's running out rapidly. And that again, that's that's something that's not you know not widely talked about either. Like people are doing water drives and taking you know bottled water up to them, but how long can that last? You know, that's yeah, it's not viable. No, they're not showering. They're not, you know, and you know, we met the, these teenage girls who are um, driving to these truck stops to have showers and stuff, and then they, they can't wash their clothes. You know, it's, you know, that's not, 
no, yeah, that's not practical either. I mean, how long is that going to last? So it's it's not even. I mean, yes, the stock and all that sort of stuff, but it's 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 so more. Yeah, I mean, there's you know we can't even get water for humans. So that's you know it's. I don't know the easy solution to that, but yeah, um, yeah, it's not a. <laughs> It's something that's not been looked at enough either. Like even the farmers around Dubbo and Tamworth, this uh, what I couldn't understand is when we were, when we were driving through Tamworth, like all around the town, they've got their sprinklers on. Yeah, you know, in the middle of the day, watering their lawn, and but you got farmers out there who can't even get water rights to water their cattle. I'm thinking, who's you know who's the, and they're saying like the council just didn't do didn't put the water restrictions in when they should have, and yeah, you know, who's held, been held accountable for that? Like because of they were just so. Blase with their water restrictions that now has resulted in yeah you know, they're panicking now thinking well what are we going to do and they're buying water in but yeah you know, just think simple things like that but that's you know it's not rocket science you just got to you know, they should have had their water restrictions in you know, years yeah you know, a couple of years ago knowing that the drought was there so I that, that I don't understand seems seems to me like it's just not taken seriously enough it's not and now and and a lot of it um a lot of the shies too like they all do things differently but. Like you hear some of the stories of that too, you think, how are they getting away with what they're doing? And you know, and who's not? Why aren't they being looked into? You know, it's just like the farmers are frustrated, the people who live there are frustrated, but on a government level, who you know, no one's doing about it. So, and it's yeah. so widespread. Like every place you go to is the same story. So, yeah, it's it's, it's not an easy fix either. But I, I think they're going to get to that point where it's it's nearly too late, and they're going to go, oh, we should have done this and we should have done that, but. Yeah. Uh, it is a shame. I mean, let, let's let's hope somebody you know does um, hear us or li- listen to this one. And look, I invite anybody out there that, that does have anything to do um, in regards of this uh, subject to somebody that is maybe um, government affiliated or one of those organisations. Um, yeah, please look, give us a call, send us an email or something. We'll be happy to talk to you too. Yeah. Just on that point, Joe. In terms of oh, actually, Titania. In terms of environmental groups, we hear a lot about. Uh, like, you know, we're from Melbourne and we hear a lot about environmental climate change and so forth. Are any of those sort of environmental groups reaching out to people like yourself or the farmers or farmer groups um, to see what they can assist with at all? Um, not in a positive way, put it that way. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it hasn't. It, yeah. <laughs> It's um it makes makes you wonder though. It's really strange. I mean, we do have all this money that we spend on a lot of other things. Because yeah. I mean, I live more in Melbourne, more city wise, and I mean, money goes wasted on many things. And then yeah. it's surprising to see what a difference it is in the country. I don't think that, I, I don't without. I mean, it's a, it's a very hard topic to get onto the the whole climate change thing. It, it's when you actually. When you go to these farmers and you see their, you know, say their rain records and their all these different things, um, I think a lot of people are wanting to blame farmers and the, and and climate change on the drought. But there's a lot of other issues. When you actually look at it, which I mean, it's another whole issue in itself. It takes a, a lot of ins and outs of that, and it sort of opens your eyes. You think I think even all that needs to be looked into further, and you sort of got to wonder who's getting the money out of this, you know, out of trying to prove these things i just think yeah i'm i'm a bit skeptical a lot of things um but as far as yeah there, there hasn't been a lot of um there's no no out. one's reached out to you guys okay so no one's really reached out from the environmental group so no if any i suppose like you're saying there before joe like if someone from an environmental group 
can reach out to Tanya and assist and see what they can do to help the farmers. That'd be great too. Absolutely. And I mean, on, on, our, on our site as well, we'll have all the links and Facebook and everything linked up as well. So everybody feel free to check out uh, Tanya's Facebook page on there as well. Yep. And that's, it. I mean, a different issue again too, but even that, the um, yeah, animal activists, they're sort of, you know, causing, um, that's not, yeah, another issue in itself too, as far as um, you know, outside people coming in. I mean, there's, there is probably positive ways that they could be doing things to help in other ways too, which is, um, and that's probably put a lot, you know, a negative light on a lot of the farming area too, which is it's sort of not helping, you know, the biggest bigger picture either. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's not you know, sort of a branch of environmental in, in another way, but um, yeah. So it's um, there's so many, even like every person, there's so many little things we all could be doing. You know, part of the massive scheme of things, like even um, and people give us, don't realize, give us three things. Give us three things that we can do to assist with this. Well, the big thing is if you even say if you holiday in these towns, like yep. the you're putting money into these towns, which are going to be even the community groups who help the farms in these towns. Like if you went and instead of going, you know, on the main highways to places, just go into these little, um, go through these little towns, stop and have a coffee, you know, stay in their motels, camp, go. Um, even going through these places, if you can, you know, spare an extra day on your holiday and say, go turn up at a CWA or the Rotary groups and just say, is there some hampers that we can hand out to farmers on the way past? Because they just haven't got, these people have been doing it for, some of them, eight years. And they're, a lot of them are elderly and they're doing it every day, visiting these farmers. And it's a, a lot emotionally too to take on hearing their stories. And it might be nice if there's, if you could spare that time to go and say, okay, I can, you know, give a day helping pack some, you know, hampers or, go visit a farm and just sit there and have a couple with a farmer and listen to their stories. And just, you know, you don't have to offer, a, you know, advice, but just sit there and just listen to them. And, um, yeah, just if in the supermarket, you can, you know, it doesn't take much to see what's Australian grown and where it's come from. And, um, you know, you might pay a little bit more, but it's going to, you know, it could be helping save some farm or, you know, um, it's, I mean, there's so many, so many things you can do, but just the biggest thing, if you could just, you know, visit these places and see firsthand, and once you go through, not on the main areas, and just go to these little places in New South Wales, Queensland, you'll see for yourself, and you know, and you'll see why we actually need to help, and then, and then let your friends know, you know, tell tell people that it is, it is happening. We, you know, farmers need our help, and 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 it, for selfish reasons too like we need our farmers we need to be doing stuff we need to be getting the word out there and 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 it's surprising um nothing against melbourne or sydney city people or melbourne <laughs> the, 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 sydney, the sydney group that came with us and the melbourne group like even at gippsland they had no idea they're in drought and they're like the guys who came with us they said oh we got no idea you know we honestly had no idea we thought the drought was over and you're like well so we don't you know we don't in the cities you don't hear about it well, do, I've, I haven't to... seen it on TV recently since, yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago or something, one little ad. Yeah. So I think um, so I think it'd be good if if you do go on these holidays, you see, you take photos, you share it on your on your own, you know, social media and, and get the word out there. And I think photos and, and seeing what it looks like actually brings it home to people and go, wow, that, you know, I didn't realise it was that bad. So that's why we do, when we go in our, in our, in our group, we share things and, so people see and go, well, I honestly didn't think it was that bad. So, you know, something as simple as that, just just to let people know and to let the farmers know you're supporting them. You know, you're 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 wanting to help. You you know, you're sharing their plight. You know, because it's they just feel very alone and and um 
yeah, doing it tough. So, so we need more road trips to get out there, spend the money in the communities to yeah. help, help yeah. if you can help um, uh, dispersing the packages and the and the hampers off to the farmers. That, yeah, or just helping in the actual, you know, in the where they do the hampers and actually help pack them and things like that. Right. So uh, I'm full. Of, I've got to. <laughs> I'm not letting you have any equipment. It's just, it's just so many. I mean, I think in 12 months, it's just literally so many things we've seen and heard. And, and you start, you take their stories on personally and you know what they're going through. And it's just, it just gets that point where it's frustrating that you're trying to get them help. And it's, you know, you get so many closed doors. So I think <laughs> I've got so a what lot do you, to say. <laughs> what do you personally think the future of the Australian farming industry is look, uh, going to look like, Tanya? Um. I think even sadly now it's it's a lot worse off than what what we realise even now. So the future, I mean, to be honest, I don't see much of a future if it, if it continues the way it is. And um, and mm. so how long do we have? Is, how long do we have? Do you reckon not much of a future? But what what do you, how long do you think that will be? Is that five years, well, twenty years? Realistically, though, you look through this next summer. They're saying that this next summer is going to be dry, and I don't know any of our of the farmers that we're helping. I don't know any of them that are going to again even the next few months that are going to sustain it. They're all They've pretty much destocked. They're wow. already talking about walking off it. So I don't know anyone who's going to be actually going to sustain this. So it's not going to be five years. I mean, it's going to be a lot sooner. This summer is going to be a big test to see mm. who can actually hang it's out. It's pretty for scary. Yeah, it really, it really is that bad. I mean, there's, there's the water supply for the towns aren't there. So even that, what's going to happen with them? You know, the, these towns that have, um, yeah, all the businesses, are, even that strange thing, you're like, you know, you go to normally a country town, there's normally always a pub. That's normally the, you know, the place where the community get together. It's, you know, you have a feed. The pubs are boarded up. Like that, they haven't even got a pub. You know, in the yeah. supermarkets, they've shut down. So they're just, just the basics. They've got to then travel, you know, an extra, it could be an hour or a couple of hours to go to a bigger town just to get their basics. And, you know, it's still fuel, it's time, it's, it's all these little things. So if we can, you know, help keep these little towns going, then it is going to actually help the farmers in the long run too. So, um, and you know how you, I don't know, on the outskirts of Melbourne, I'm not sure, but there's like, um, you know, like you go to the farms, there's farm gate, you can actually buy direct from the farms. I don't know yeah. If, yep. yeah. Mm, okay. So, um, and there's even like um, online sites that um, that actually you can buy, um, they buy direct from the farmers. So you can buy them, they deliver it to your door. There's one in Melbourne that does that. So, um, uh, Do you have a name of that site by any chance? I'm just, I've got, I think it's um, Big Farm, but yeah, Aussie Farmers Direct. Well, there's a lot of, um, oh God, I've gone blank. There's a few of them that we, yeah, I share on our group, but. Um, okay, yeah. so they can all be found on your Facebook page? I'll go, through, I'll go through and find some more and put them on another link altogether, but yeah, there's even. Um, just a link when you get a chance. Yeah, that'll yeah. be great. So there's um, different things like that. You don't have to, you know, go anywhere. You can actually get it delivered to your door. Um there's a lot of little things that we can, we can change ourselves. Um, and if you do want to actually donate, I, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather you see like there's the Hayfield Lions Club. They've got a, um, they've got an actual group that they do things. And that's, you know, you're seeing things get done directly. So you're not paying for some, all these admins and all these extra costs. You're actually seeing all that money go direct. So there's little groups like that, that, um, yeah, and with companies like that, uh, do we have also alternatives such as um, I don't know, organics or uh, anything like that? Or um, with can you tell us just a little bit? Yeah. So, so with those sites where you can get products from farmers directly, do we have alternatives to actually go organic, 
or um do oh, you have any so, options if you, if you um if you just google you just go on there's so many options like there's um even i mean it's a new south Wales. even like we're at near mansfield there's actually um a, a company called barmer meats that comes down from new south wales they come down delivered to our town and so we get you know there's organic meats here you can get there's um so they can guarantee that it's like hormone free and all that stuff yeah so there's okay. there's actually quite a few and even like um yeah, I'm just going by what I know around us, but there's like Millerwood chickens, they supply, they're organic, they supply, um, you know, you can buy um, around area, I'm not sure in Melbourne, but um, but around a lot of places, if you just go on, if, wherever you are nearby, if you put in that um, organic, even on Facebook, you find a lot. That's what I've been doing myself. Yeah. Actually, you can see, like we were going, when we went to Gippsland, I searched uh, places there. So, um like Thorpedale potatoes, I don't know if you know that, they, they stock a lot of, um, you know, the farm produce around. So if you're going past there, you can stop in there and they, you know, they have the Gippsland dairy products there. They have other organic things in their, in their store. So there's a lot of little places you can, um, just depends where you are and if you, you know, how close you want to, yeah. you know, even the, even the farmer's markets. I don't know if you, there's farmer's markets around you. That's always a good place. Yeah. They come there, you can support them, go, you know, do your veggie shop there, do things like that. And a lot of them are organic. Um, or the ones we have here are. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's so many different little things you can all do. Um, but there's definitely, yeah, definitely organic um, organic farming. You've just got to just search for it, whatever area you're in. Because it's a big thing right now as well, obviously, just for health reasons. And, and yeah. I can see that a lot of public is being more aware of what they, you know, what kind of food yeah. they're consuming. So I think that those two things could kind of help each other out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, I do try to myself as well. Um, just, you know, for as far as what your pesticides and stuff on it and for your children, I always try to do it ourselves too. But um so it, it I mean I I know the ones where I am because you know, I just you just sort of go and I know where to get them. But as far as in Melbourne there's probably I mean you you're probably gonna get a lot more variety than what we have here. But, um, yeah, but at the same time, though, when you have a lot of variety, um, you know, it's a bit hard to choose and, you know, what's right, yeah. what's wrong. Is it really organic? Is it not? We get yeah. a lot of stuff that we just aren't sure of ourselves as well. Yeah. So I, I prefer I prefer going direct than going to the big supermarket. I like to know, you know, you can, um, like a lot of these farms, like you actually see where your stuff's growing. You know, you know, you know the people that are growing it. You, you, um, even locally, we have meat, you know, organic meat. You know, you know where it's coming from. So yeah. I, that's, you know, but that's something I prefer to do, but not everyone's got the time to go around. Oh, of course, yeah. or, or sometimes the money as well. Sometimes it does tend to cost more if you buy organic. Yeah, but the like farmers markets, they're always a um, a good start too. And you can you can look up. Um, I know it takes a bit more time, but if, you can look up and check that they're um, certified too. Like you can go and check check their records. You don't just go by what they're telling you. you actually, look it up and do yeah. the research. Which I know it takes time, but if it's um, and not not um, it depends where you go, but not everything is actually a lot more money. Like and a lot of these things, even bigger supermarkets, like they might add. A lot of water to the you know say mint steak yeah. they add things to add weight so you yeah. might yeah you, know, you might think oh well, i'm getting a good buy here but if you're getting Painful organic product, you might be actually getting better value for your money anyway so it's not necessarily um yeah you're not cheap is not always better <laughs> absolutely yeah and just yeah. in terms of like out of all the areas of farming you know cattle and crops and so forth what's more in jeopardy dairy is the other one what what's the most what's the one in the, with the most um impact with the largest amount of jeopardy like which one's going to fail the quickest if we don't act if people aren't um, acting, don't acting well 
crops wise, I mean, they're just not growing. So that's that's sort of much pretty much that is not yeah, you know, it's not existence. And you need a lot of the crops you need to feed the you know the grain stuff to feed the cattle. So that's a that's a probably already is you know already impacted. Um, dairy, that's sort of when you talk to the da- the dairy farmers, they a lot of them aren't even making. They're actually running at a loss. So. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah, you know, they say they might, you know, they say they had a dollar for an extra ten cents on the, you know, the bigger supermarkets. <laughs> yeah. They're not actually getting that. That's the biggest, you know, biggest load. Of you know what? But um, you know, they might be getting. Is that cost? Is it, uh, is, oh right. So the supermarkets yeah, getting, yeah, so they 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 get, Sorry. So is the is the supermarket getting out of that ten cents? Is the other supermarkets really getting nine cents out of the ten cents? And one cent well, goes the to the farmer. Supposed to be getting, but they're not. So the 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 supermarkets are getting the money, but the actual, when you go down the line, the farmers actually aren't getting more. So mm. what you think, you're, yeah, you think you're paying more and they're getting this money, but the farmers still, the moment you're getting 1% out of that, you know, extra money that you're paying. So you still need to, if you're buying, if you're buying, sorry, if you're buying the premium quality, you know, the, you're, you're more, more chance that the farmers are going to be getting more money for it. So, um, and as far as so dairy are probably um, they're declining rapidly, but then, but then so I mean it's hard to say what's what. So the but then all you like your the beef, I mean that's and the sheep, well they're sort of um, they're getting sold up. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future for that. Like they're all getting the market at the moment is just getting swamped with you know yeah. your your cattle and your sheep. Because the farmers need you, they can't afford to feed them anymore. They're all, yeah, they've got to get rid of them. So you're getting so much, and that, and but the only good thing is at the moment is the farmers are actually getting in different areas, but they, like in um, New South, they're actually getting reasonably good money for their sheep. Which the last drought, people were shooting, they had to shoot their stock, and they they couldn't yeah. even afford the bullets. So that's wow. the only positive is they actually are getting money for it. But um, at the moment, they're getting there's so much. That what's going to happen next year? Like they can't hold on to their stock, so you know it's not going to take long. You think well, once this is gone, what happens then? You know, like if they they can't feed and water it, um, and majority they said spring was the they were going to majority say they were going to hold out till spring, like this spring, and see if we got any rain through winter. Um, and you need you need the ground to be moist for your spring to the grasses to grow. So they haven't had that rain. So the grass, is, yeah, they haven't, um, and the temperatures have been all over the place. So they actually haven't had the, um, the even if they hadn't had rain, the ground's still, at, it's not moist enough to actually grow. So, and a lot of it, um, if they do get some rain, it might wash away the actual topsoil, which has got the seed in it for the grass anyway. So it actually hasn't done any benefit at all, except just wash away the actual seed. So uh, I, in the scheme of things, I really, I, I don't know what's going to happen next year. As far as, say, your meat, things like that, I don't know what's going to happen there. Like, you know, it's all right now for us, but it's going to get to that point where we just, um, you know, it's going to cost a fortune to get meat and things like that. So, and what happens to all these farms and farmers? Like, it, it in reality, if they can, if they can um, either get work or somehow get through this drought, you know, until the end, it's going to take at least at least a minimum of three years before they get back to where they where they were. But then the the debt that they're in is incredible. But when you hear the figures, it's just yeah. 
like one farm that you know they're in, we're talking millions and the banks just keep handing money oh yeah you know keep going and, and you think well when does that stop like you know that's it's not just you know a few hundred thousand it's million and, and because the hay in the feeds and that's the thing they've put so much money into feeding this stock for so long and now they get to that point they go well do we keep trying to hang out as long as we can because they've already spent so much? Do we spend a little bit more, you know, uh, just to try and hold on and hope it rains? Or do we sell now and they won't make their money back, but, that you know, you cut your losses because we can't afford to feed them. So they're all at different stages. Like some may have got a little bit of rain, but then you get the green drought too. I don't know if you know much about that, but um, you might get a bit of rain and people look at the paddock and go, oh, yeah, they've got rain, it's grass. But it's actually – because the ground's so poor, all you're getting is, um, you know, weeds. So if, if the stock eat these, this, you know, they haven't had anything green for so long, if they eat it, they actually get, um, they get sick from it. And they get bloat and it can kill them. Wow. So it's actually, you know, you think, oh, they've got a bit of rain. That's great. It's, it's not that simple. You know, it's, it can actually be worse for them unless they get, a, you know, it, they need follow-up. So if you get a shower of rain, you know, you le- at least need 20 mil to actually, or, you know, more, but 20 mil to make it even look like it's rained. And then you've got to have um, follow-ups. So, you know, at least three follow-ups. Consistent close, rain, yeah. Yeah, close by to actually make a difference. So if they get one shower of rain, it's going to, you know, and the the dry winds too, like it's different, um, you know, say in New South, it's that constant dry wind. So it, even if it gets a bit of rain, it just dries out so quickly. So, uh, yeah, I... <laughs> the climate is just very tough. Yeah. So I, I, and they've all said to they, they haven't seen it quite like this for so long. Like there's normally, even with other droughts, there's been a little bit of a break in between, but it's just been a constant this time. That it's just um, that they haven't, they don't know. It's sort of, it's out of what they know. And even their, you know, their parents, their grandparents, they're all sort of saying it's, it's out of the ordinary, and. How do you prepare for something when you don't know there's an you know, when the end is? Like if you hear the the long range forecast, yeah, you know, the the last time that's oh it's going to be rain, it's going to be a wet spring. I'm like, well, no, <laughs> you know. So a lot of them hung out thinking that they were going to get this rain this time, and it didn't happen. So, and then even this week, like you hear on um, you know, some of our farmers around Tamworth and Dubbo, they said, oh, people go, oh yeah, you know, you're supposed to be getting rain this week. It's going to be great, and they talk it up. They got nothing. But, you know, they, yeah. it's a lot of mental, you're getting your hopes set on this rain, which is their livelihood, you know, and, and then it doesn't happen. You know, to us, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, maybe next week, whatever. But, it, it, you know, that's it. they're relying on it. And they're, they're, their whole day focused on if it's raining, they're checking their, you know, their rain gate, they're checking their weather forecast, you know, if it, the clouds, are, you know, it's just there's so many um, that we, we just don't appreciate, really, you know. You might complain yeah. about the rain because it's annoying you, but yeah, they're actually you know they need it. So, and I, I really don't know. It's where true that it is. that is true. One thing in the city is working in the city that people complain incessantly when there is rain. But yeah. I always I have to give it back to them and say, look, at least the farmers are getting some rain. I mean, they may yeah. not be because it's a different area, but well, that's the thing. Yeah, is it raining on the farms? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's... Very so, disconnected uh, from what's happening out there on the farms in the cities. Yeah, absolutely. That's really hard is to get to the um, – and that's what we found too. If we, by doing what we did with our group, it got a lot of new people who didn't know about it involved. So 
and might be, and we had a lot of people from um, Melbourne bring stuff up when we um, were going. They did all sorts of things. They were on the outskirts of Melbourne. They were you know, brought up hay. They were bringing food hampers. They a big group, a whole street at Ocean Grove did a big food drive, and they brought that up. Um, wow. Yeah. So so, I'm not saying like Melbourne people aren't helping. It's just that it's good that again they didn't have any idea. So by um a new thing out there, it's sort of it's getting reaching new people. Whereas um, the drought before we heard about it last year, it had already been going on for a few years. We just hadn't heard about it. So it's sort of um, all the areas up there that were helping, they're all, you know, all their resources have been depleted. And, and now, so it's been good that each time it gets brought up, new people get on board. So yeah. a lot of people just get burnt out. And even with our group, people are sick of hearing about it. I know that. You know, people, I share stuff. And I know people are getting sick of hearing about it, but, which I don't want either, but and it, but it's human nature, you know. You you hear th- something so often at the at the start, you sort of get shocked and you get concerned, and and then it just gets sensitised. You know, yeah, yeah. You just sort of go, oh, yeah, it's still that, you know. So, or some people just go, oh, why don't they just sell up? Why don't, yeah, and it's it's not that simple. <laughs> it is true. A lot of people feel disconnected from the farmers. I feel here, and it feels like they're somewhere in a different country or something. Yeah, and I don't know how to how you change it, like. Yeah, it's it's not. A- I think what I think you said it earlier. Like the, the media, I don't want to talk about all media, but some media don't really focus on it. They're focusing on other other topics yeah. or other yeah. you know, some quick other views things. and move on. It was good that ABC Breakfast Show that Michael um, Rowland or something like he he um, he went and did, spent a week traveling around Queensland, New South Wales, and just you know visiting the towns and some businesses and just seeing how they're impacted. So that was good they did that. And each day he was reporting in a different place or a farm. So it's good when they do that and you can see, you know, the, talking to the businesses. And, and it, like, that's the thing. that It's not just the farms that are impacted. It's, it's so much. Like even the schools, like they've, um, you know, people aren't paying their school fees. They've, you know, they can't afford to pay their kids, you know, haven't got a uniform. Like, so the community groups, like people aren't um, – even you know restaurants or golf clubs, or people aren't going to go and play golf or go get your hair cut if you can't afford to feed your kids. So, yeah, you know, like hairdressers, all these little businesses that are closing down that you just take for granted. Even and everyday Australians also have to worry about where their food comes from now. You know, do you yeah. get poor quality imported stuff? Is it Australian stuff? And now we have to worry about that too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I think the impact of that. I think once staying in bigger cities, like I think. It'll only really hit home when they start think, seeing where their food's coming from, the quality, and they'll be like, oh, you know, what's happened? Why has this changed all of a sudden? And I think that'll be the when they sort of go, oh, why didn't we do something? Is when they see, you know, the, the milk quality just, you know, and, and the cheaper milk now, you can see it. Like, it's watered down. It's got attitude. You know, you look at it and you're like, ugh. <laughs> when you break it down, what's in it? You're like, meh. So I think I – don't, I don't know if people just don't want to know or – they see that it's cheaper and just go, oh, that'll do, you know, it'll be fine. But when you actually, when you actually start realizing what some of the things that you're actually, the additives or the things to make them cheaper, what you're actually eating and what you're giving to your families, like, you know, you you really wouldn't want to. And I think that's the, oh, yeah. when you actually go, you know, you start looking into things yourself and you see how things are done, you're like, oh, God, <laughs> you wouldn't want to touch it. Like it's, you know, but I, I don't understand if, if people just, you know, why they don't want to know, that's what sort of, Tricks me is it just, it's there's so much else. I think it's because it's, it, people are busy with their own yeah. lives to, to worry about that. But then there's also it's it's a it's a hard topic. Like to, I had this conversation of late where I was talking to some people about 
where food comes from. We do tend to check where it's from. If it's, yeah. we prefer to buy Australian to help the farmers and also the quality assurance is much better here. But most people, they're just oblivious to it. They're just not interested or it's a bit too much work. So, because they're, yeah. they're busy, I get that. But like, I think it's yeah. going to be a point where it starts to impact. They're country, distracted with other things. That they're not, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I think once once uh, once they start feeling the side effects of what's happening, that that's when we're going to have a bit of an awakening, saying, "Hey, you know, where were we for yeah. the last ten years? What were we doing?" But they might be too late. That, you think they'll be too late, Tanya? That's what I'm thinking. That's honestly, that's what I think. To be honest, I, I, I yeah, I mean, it's even now. There's a lot of things that you can say now. We're nearly too late to turn it around. Like even the dairy industry, like this, you know, every day they're closing. They're just they're walking away, and I'd. I don't know how you bring that. And it's a lot. It's a lot of work to bring that back, and and to get the farmers to want to come back. And it's a real shame. Talk to them. They actually said, to, like, a, a, quite a few have said to us. They said, "Why are we, why are we losing?" Well, but they are. They're basically the, the stress-related illnesses is incredible. But they've all got cancer. They've got, um, you know, six of them have got um, internal bleeding from ulcers. Like they're not going wow. to doctors. They, you know, and they're there's so so much sickness, and their wives are taking on so much of the stress too, and. They've all said to you, they sort of go, well, why are we doing, we're basically killing ourselves and our families and losing everything, losing our livelihood and our homes just for the, you know, for, for basically a lot of Australians to not to be appreciated. They said, why are we doing it when we're not being supported by our government? You know, the average Australian isn't buying the more expensive, you know, the, they're not looking out for the Australian grown. And so what that's, and, and it is true, like why are they putting themselves through all this? If they're not being appreciated, you know, and it and when they ask that to you're like, well, good question. You know, it is a good question. Like, why would uh, most people would you go and put yourself through absolute hell and lose all your livelihood, your home, everything you've worked hard for, for some other people you've never even met? Like, you know, who, who would do that? Yeah, you know, so that's that's. I know it's their it's their job and that too, but and they love it. But at the end of the day, they are they're losing big time, and at what cost? So. That's, yeah. Yeah, and we as a nation, we do need our own farmers. I mean, importing yeah. food, especially as a country like Australia, with so many opportunities and you know such a big country, uh, yeah. we should support our own definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. And just with about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, there was a lot of talk about China buying up a lot of the farms. Is that still occurring? Oh, we've seen that firsthand. So yes, and. Um, okay. It's. It, it frustrates me, that one. And it's if you actually look at them, you know, say a map of Australia and how much is actually owned by China, you'd be you'd be absolutely blown away. So it's, yeah. you, you should actually do that, just go and actually to see what actually, what particularly farmland is actually owned. Um, it's, and the mass, and, and that's the thing, people don't realise, like they might, they might have purchased a mass, massive station and you might have Australians working on it, you know, and managing it. But people don't realise that they don't own it. You know, it's it's been brought up and, and no one seems to talk about it. Like the farmers, they don't want to admit that they've had to give in, give in and sell to China. They don't want to admit that. So it's not talked about. You know, it's they do it yeah. sort of behind closed doors, it's sold. They continue to manage it. The investors are overseas and, no, yeah, no one's any the wiser. So, but what frustrated me was one of the farmers we went to, um, she was doing it by herself um, and realistically, I mean, she's not, she's, she had to sell up. She's gone now, but she, at the time, 
we went there and I walked away just bawling my eyes out. Like she really got to me. She's She had no electricity. She had no water. She had to drive an hour for a shower at a friend's house. She had, we took food in there and all her cupboards were emptied. She sold her furniture. Uh, every cupboard was bare and she was living on chook eggs and that was it. So, oh. and real and in reality, no one really cared about, you know, in the big scheme of things, no one really cared about what, what was happening to her. So we sat with her and we, you know, talked to her and that. And, and she was saying that there's Chinese investors, investors had purchased the properties all around her, all the farms, because they were all, um, all doing it tough and they were, you know, putting the pressure on them, you know, to, and they offered them. But they, they're not offering them good money either. But like they're not actually um, – it's just that they know that they've got to that point where they're broke, they can't afford to, you know, make repayments, whatever it is. So they give them – it's a basically an out for them. So yeah. she, they were putting the pressure on her and she was the only one left that was actually in the way of owning this massive area. So they kept putting the pressure on her and – in the end, she had to give in to them, and she was so embarrassed, like so embarrassed about that. To have, you know, because she, that was one thing she really didn't want to do. She, you know, didn't want to give in and and be owned, you know, overseas. So, in the end, she had to. But what she got for it didn't even cover what she owed, and now she's, you know, she hasn't got a home. She won't be able to. They'll never. She'll never be able to buy another one. Um, she's got no. She was sort of uh, early sixties, so. Yeah. She's got no other skills except for doing farm work. So what happens to her? You know, there's there's so many stories like that. So they've been brought out and everyone's like, oh, well, that's great. They've, you know, they've helped them out, but they've bought it for nothing. And you go, you, when you drive around, there's all these um, farms that are just padlocked, you know, boarded up and they're just sort of sitting on them. And to them, they've got the money. They don't need to be worrying about if we're in a drought. They'll just wait, wait till it comes good again and, you know, there's all, all different things they're going to do with the um, the farms, but you just think, you know, it's 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 surprising how much has been purchased, and and I don't know what, you know, why the government letting like other countries, you can't purchase a property, you can lease it, like let them lease it if they want to, and you know, but not let them just come and buy up. Yeah, you know, they're going to be, yeah, you know, they're buying up all of Australia, and no one seems to be sort of, they don't care. Like it's, it's like the government are just getting, you know, helping them out and. So it's, yeah, it's a bit scary, and it is know. it is a bit funny to see um you know what the Australian government is actually doing about that or if they even yeah. care. I mean, I it seems care. like it seems like they want that to happen. If they don't, they would have stopped thing. it. Yeah, if it's if I think it's it's an easy outlet for them because they if the they're buying off the farms, they don't have to help these farmers in the, in the reality. Like it's it's. Oh well, yeah, actually, that's another one. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, that that's something that really, yeah, really frustrates. And it's how they're going about it, I don't like how they, they, you know, how they're going about purchasing these properties, I don't like. So, um, and yeah, it, it just worries me. What's hap- what happens to all these farms? And then what are they going to do with these properties? Like, you know, you want, I want to know that too. Like, so they're just sort of sitting what, on them, and yeah. What's the prime minister's um, position, or what's the Liberal Party's position on all that in terms of foreign ownership of? farms and so forth and and even with the drought like you've talked about the state government but like there's the federal government really scott morrison has he been engaged does he ever comment on drought issues well or? as far as the um the china like i mean when you talk to the farm that, that they believe that he's actually getting some sort of kickback from it from the chinese oh. buying these so there's no 
there's no reason for him to stop but he's getting something from it well that's what you know they're all the that's what all the when you talk to all these farms you go to the communities and you you know you go to their meetings that's what that's what he's being said that there's there's some reason why he's yeah it's not as he doesn't care because it's helping him out in different ways so um, interesting and as far as the um i mean as to what there's you know there's all different stories i won't comment on what but yeah once you, yeah, yeah. you hear all this, it, it does make sense, but that's, um, yeah, Mark, I haven't got, you know, proof what he's actually doing that way. But, no evidence so, of that, though, no. But, yeah, but that's what they're all, um, yeah, that's what all the discussion is when you go to these places, is that's what they believe. But um, as far as um, the government, you know, it, it's really hard. Honestly, it's a hard thing to say because he, he, you know, yes, he went to Dubbo, he went to the summit, the um, drought summit up there, and, you know, you you see him, they turn up to these things, you go, oh, yeah, you know, he has a bit of a talk, he goes and looks at the farms, and then what? You sort of, it's all around election time and you hear all these great things, but, it, you know, what actually happens? I don't know. Nothing nothing substantial has been done. You know, it's all these little things, oh, we'll give them a grant that you never hear any more about or or majority of them can't actually get these grants. So as far as what they're doing, I really don't know. And there's, you know, the water and that, there's all these talks what they're going to do and, and but you don't hear any more about it, so I, I honestly can't say what um what you know, what or if they're actually doing it's yeah and same as the farmers like you talk to them they go you know they're not helping us no one's actually helping us so it's sort of um they're relying on you know little groups like us you know yeah, just just individual people and, yeah and that, that's sort of when you say what help have you got that's what they and then that's what they're saying it's just you know and and the group that we were helping, like they've, um, you know, we had a big Christmas party for them. We we go, you know, we visited them quite a few times and taken hay and food and, you know, so many, you know, we covered all their Christmases, everything they needed. And a lot of when they, you know, they're in tears and they're saying, without you for the last 12 months, we would not have got through this drought. You've got us through by, you know, and we mightn't think it's much. We, you know, we're doing our best, but we can only do what we can as well. But when you, um, you know, it might be a, a food hamper or you know when we did it ourselves we it was a few hundred dollars each food hamper but that's a few hundred dollars they don't have to find and it was when their cupboards are bare it's food that they've got that they you know they don't have to try and find for their kids so it's and then they you know we were doing um food uh, fuel vouchers as well and and when you go out in their paddocks you might see you know a tractor that's parked in their paddock and my husband's a mobile diesel mechanic and he, you know, he, he always says, oh, is there something I can help you with, you know, to get it going? And they said, oh, it's not actually anything wrong with it. It's just the fact that we've run out of fuel. We can't afford to, and yeah, they need their tractors to feed their, to feed their stock and do farm work. So it's little things like that, that, you know, it's, it doesn't, even if they were handing out fuel vouchers, food vouchers, you know, practical things that they can actually done now. They don't have to go through all these big grants they just something that they can go to the supermarket or wherever and actually get that help they need right away, not wait for months and have to prove, you know, that what, um, how bad they need things. It's not pretty obvious you go to a farm, you know, it's not rocket science. You can see they've, you know, when you go into their kitchen, they've got nothing in their cupboards or their fridges and you know, it's not hard to see that they've, you know, they need help now, not, you know, six months from now. And that's all. You hear these, what they're going to do, but it's a long-year plan. Like one of them was a three-year plan. I'm like, well, How's that going to help them when they they can't even survive this month? You know, like it's yeah, it doesn't seem to be anything practical, and um, yeah, they they need help now. They needed it years ago. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just frustrating when you and we've written like I've written to a lot of even the agricultural minister, 
I um when we were going somewhere, I said, well, they wouldn't they wouldn't visit Gippsland. They still haven't. I'm like, well, why don't you come with us? We had a function there for, you know, there was over 100 farmers there. Well, well, come with us. Come and talk to them and actually hear their stories firsthand, you know, and no one will come. And all I got was an email back after it had already happened and said, oh, oh, she might send you a letter. I'm like, big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, what am, I, what am I going to do with a letter? Well, yeah, and, <laughs> you know, and, and even, <coughs> sorry, even um, Charlotte wrote, she got, and Molly, they were, um, we were going, I can't remember which trip it was, but um, we knew Scott Morrison was going around the area we were going to be, but he still wasn't actually visiting, you know, <laughs> needed more actual hands-on. So I, um, the girls wrote a letter and they said um, they invited him to come with them. And again, never heard back. And they, and you just think, well, even something like actually, for the farmer's sake, to actually see that someone wants to listen to them, to go out and actually see firsthand, like you know, people in the councils, people, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be federal, you know, every level, to actually go out and actually see what needs to be done, and just say to them, well, right, I can offer you this, this, and this. What's a practical thing that actually, you know, it's not hard when you go there and just think, well, what do they need? Not some long-winded thing that's going to help them, you know, if it will help them in the future. What can they? What can you help them with now? And that's the, you know, it's not hard to see what they need. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's it's just frustrating. You don't know. You feel like just shaking, <laughs> dragging them out there, but it's, yeah, it's not that simple. So, would you like? You're very passionate about this, and you're in that rural setting. Would you ever get into politics to try to address this sort of scenario? Where where we are, it's probably it's not as um, I wouldn't even. <laughs> I'm not a fan of <laughs> politics, so I don't know if. It'd be oh, I know. Like maybe <laughs> I know. It's, you know what's needed, so. I, I think I'd be extremely frustrated the whole time that no one's listening to, but um, I, I yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't. I'm probably just more, as far as the all the ins and outs. I'm just more the. I'm passionate because. Once you get to know these farmers, but you know we've got a personal relationship with them now. We're friends and we talk to them most days, and it's it's just so frustrating when they're you know you're seeing grown men in tears because they can't feed their kids. Like you know it's it's just it, you don't have to be in politics or anyone you know high up to just have that human compassion to think well we're in a country that's supposed to be a well-off country, and you're looking at people like that who are suffering, who are taking their own lives, who are you know there's so much going on and people aren't doing anything about it and that that just you know it's hard not to be frustrated when i just think well you know why aren't people caring you know why aren't we doing anything about it it's just you know it's it shouldn't yeah. have to be it shouldn't have to come to this you know where you know we do um we do so much for people overseas which yes it's great but right now you know people in our own backyard need help too and like it seems to be that there's so much focus on you know if we give another country money like Oh, we've got to help them out for you know all these reasons, but you know why aren't we helping our own Australians as well? Like there's you know so much more we could be doing, and then you see these you know grants given to some you know absolute useless thing that you know might be some big you know some structure that they put there for just just to look you know to look at. You think well, yeah, that's yeah. great, but it cost a few million bucks. Been, yeah, and you think well, what could you have done with that money? So yeah, I'm. 
it's it's yeah it does make you think i agree it makes me think every day as well because like i said we spend a lot of money on stuff that i personally i mean i could be wrong but I personally think it's useless and pointless and it's just a waste yeah. of money you know within melbourne within the cities uh, of australia but then our farmers that we rely on for our food um you know they, they're literally committing suicide yeah, and I think that's a, it's a time and a place for you know, for things. I mean, there's you know, artwork. I know I might appreciate. It. Yeah, it's still someone's job too. So I get that that you know, they're doing it for a reason. But when you see people starving and yeah, and it, it really you go out to these places and there is people starving. You know, we're not a third world country. Like you know, we sh- we shouldn't be having all these people suffering the way they are, and and the stock too. Like you know, there should be this feed out. You know, we need to be getting feed to these stock or do you know somehow even if not stock the you know it's still there's human suffering that need help you know and exactly. and the, the children are you know they're, they're going through hell too like it's you know it's and these little kids are as much as they love it like they're they're losing their childhood too like they you know they're they're not you know school holidays they're out there every day helping their parents and i and i know they love it and the, but the parents feel so guilty about you know they can't afford a farmhand so these kids are, you know, they're out there, you know, as soon as they get up in the morning, you know, well, they're getting up at, when it's dark and they're out there helping their parents feed out or, you know, it could be fencing, could be whatever, and they're coming home late at night and that's, and, you know, same as when they come home from school, that's what they're doing work before school, after school, and that's going to suffer, you know, for their long term too. Like, the, you know, the children are, and what they're seeing and what they're hearing, it's, you know, it's it's a lot for little kids. And I know, and it's, I'm not, you know, by no means is it the parents' fault. I'm not saying that at all. They're doing the best they can with what they have. But I just feel that, you know, if we were supporting them all, they, you know, it, this wouldn't, even if it was, um, um, you know, paying for their, you know, football, you know, some sort of things like that, or, you know, paying for them to do something for to some sort of government grant to help in that way, you know, things like that just, they can still, yeah. keep, you know, go out and do some things like that because, you know, if you're if you're in that way, you can't afford to be not even taking your kids to sports or different, th- you know, after school activities or weekends, things like that. So, um, yeah, it's 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 so widespread. I mean, it's, you know, there's so many different things that need, areas that need help, but um, and schools need help too to support these children as well. They need, you know, counsellors. Um, there's a lot of things that they could need help with as well. And even is that um, forthcoming? Is that help? Is that coming from you know the public school system at all? They just don't seem to have money. It's just not. You just um, even one we have you know is having massive trouble with bullying, and he didn't tell his parents because well, he was getting physically you know he was you know bruised. He was it was fairly full on, and he didn't tell his parents because he knew they were already worried about other stuff, and. So, you know, he's been trying to get them help. He's, there's no one to help him. He's, you know, there's no, there is no one to go and That's terrible, and, yeah. And so, and that's just one example. There's so many examples. And you just think, well, you know, that if, you know, if you had someone to advocate for him, you know, it's, it's just, it's just frustrating that, and on top of all that, what else, you know, they've got to worry about, they've got to try and go, go through this as well. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just each family's got, you know, so much going on. And, you know, apart from just the drought, like there's, you know, there's so many, ongoing effects from you know that the health being a massive one like it's um and they're not doing things about it because they said well you know one we can't afford it and we can't afford the time off so yeah we've got ones that need operations and they just won't go to the doctor they're like no no we you know we can't afford we just can't take the time off i'm like yeah but you won't be here and they're going yeah but we we just can't do it and, and, oh. and that's really unheard of but, you know you know you know you need an operation it's going to make you well you go do it but when you know 
they know that they they can't afford it and they can't expect you know they and a lot of the um the wives are well too there's so much cancer the stress yeah, all yeah stress, stress is a big killer yeah oh, it's incredible and nearly everyone you go to that is either you know the husband or wife is um there's something going on and yeah you, you know, and you're trying to and farming's a massive it's a massive job like it's the hours are, you know, they're endless and there's there's always something. It could be even through the night, you know, something carving. There's, you know, there's so many other aspects to it and there's there's no time off. It's just constant. So if you're not well and and then you're not mentally well as well, you know, the stress of it, it's just, you know, it's just unforgiving what they're – it's just, yeah. So I, I, there's no – and that's the thing. There's, you know, if you're – you know, if you've got something going on yourself and you're like, well, it'll end soon, you know, it'll be all, it'll be right soon. But you, you sort of got to that point now where I don't even say that anymore because, you know, when is the end? I, I don't know. It could be, you know, could be, you know, there's talk that could be like this for another couple of years, mm. you know, like the drought. So, you know, if you know you're looking at that, like what's, what positives do you have to look at? You know, it's not, there's not much to sort of, not much hope to give them really if they, if they feel so alone already and they're not getting help, like, if you know you have to yeah. go through for you know, and it's and it's not just them either. They're a lot of them are um, they're supporting their parents too. Like they've got their you know, there's a couple of farmhouses on the property, so they're support you know because of their farms being handed down to you know the next what next one in line. They're also supporting you know it could be the brother or the you know. So it's a not just one family who are um, you know benefiting from this farm. They, they're supporting a lot of people. So. It's a lot of other people to feed and to home, you know, they've got to rehome them and, and work and, you know, it's just, and even this, you know, how do we afford a nursing home? You know, things like that. I mean, I know there's other ways to get, but, you know, just things like yeah. that. There's, um, it's just, it's, there's so many different, you know, I mean, you can literally talk all but, <laughs> I talk a lot about, but, but yeah. Plus the, like, from what I understand, there's a great, there's a large, a very large ice epidemic, a drug epidemic in a lot of rural areas. Is that happening in the, in the drought affected areas as well? Yeah, some is. Um, so there's, um, I mean, we haven't obviously haven't been to them all, but the, the ones we've no. been to, um, like even we, we even we took the kids, we stopped and uh, we we're buying some of the groceries there. And in the playground, there's, you know, syringes in the ground, the playground. You're like, wow. wow. <laughs> you know, it's just, you don't expect it in little places like that. But I think, um, and that's the thing, like, um, as far as the drug, you know, they, they sort of got to that point where once you once you're into these you, you go to these towns you start talking to the people there and you sort of start realizing that a lot of these you know teenagers they're sort of um, it's no excuse but they've you know they've gone through absolutely hell with their yeah you know, their farming families and all the things that have seen and you know they've seen their um you know their fathers with depression their their role models they've you know they they know people who have taken their lives and if they're not getting that support either. They're, they're sort of go, I know it's a, it's a, some say it's a cop out, but they they are they, you know they're trying these drugs and they're going oh it's a you can see you where know, it's going to lead to yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's it's and not surprising yeah considering the situations that they're in uh, yeah. it's really not surprising and it's so it's and then they you know they could be getting paid to be deal you know dealing it or you know taking it to these places so it's a it is actually becoming a bit of an epidemic in these places and and that's just another aspect of it I mean it's not not just drought, but you sort of when you hear the ones that are, you know, I've heard some that are doing it, and you sort of and you see them, you're like, oh, yeah, and yeah. But then you hear this, you hear all the whole story behind it, and you go, 
not that I agree with you can sort of see why it would get to that point if if someone offered it that you know and it's to them they take it and it makes you know it's a oh yeah Escapism. get their work yeah so as much as I'm against it and I don't prefer doing it, I, I can you know you can sort of understand how it would be um, some of them would do it so that's just a and I don't even think that's even been addressed like that's just sort of a um, yeah. There's so much more to it. All kind of kind of goes hand in hand, hand one with the other, you know. So so it's all kind of connected. It's not just one thing to blame droughts or government or whatever. It it just all kind of, when it comes together, it works out terrible sometimes. Yeah, and there's no unemployment. It's just like, I mean, the the business. Every business shutting down. Like you know, even what what work is there? Like and even the, even like the entertainment for them. Like you know, even such as a cinema or things like they're all shutting down. So. Yeah, the pubs are shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're just sort of sitting there, like, you know, it's um, yeah, you know, and again, what what's the solution? I don't know. It's 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 so it's so widespread and it's so it's getting so big that it's sort of got to that point where it's just out of control. You know, so much of this and it's sort of, yeah, you know, people say, oh, "How can we help?" And you're like, "Well, yeah, it's sort of where to start." And, yeah, and then where to start and to some things that's getting beyond us. Like even us, like, I mean. We've sort of got to the point we're burning out too. Like we, um, I've just got my own little sewing business. My husband works for himself as a diesel mechanic, and and we were taking a lot of time off travelling around, and and we pay for all our own fuel, all our own expenses, like you know, food, accommodation, which we, yeah, you know, we've always that's what we wanted to do. We've um, we don't, you know, whatever we've been, you know, food and that gets taken directly to them. So that's why we wanted we wanted to know that whatever that was given to us, it goes directly to their door and. Yeah. So that was our thing we did, but after twelve, you know, more than twelve months, it starts to take its toll on you, us as well. You're like, well, it's physically demanding, and it's um, like, it, yeah, my husband ended up in hospital when we were at Gippsland just from the stress, and you know, you sort of you keep going, and then you know, you're hearing all their stories, and they're you know going through depression, and we're not trained in that. We just, you know, we're just doing our best we can when we're trying to help them when no one else is, and you sort of once you get to that point, you you realise you ask like over Christmas I was in bed for six weeks I just couldn't get out of bed you just sort of you get to that point where you go 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 and you give everything and then you just burn out you're like I just I had nothing left to give and then you're sort of and people like you know you've got to put yourself first and that which I I get all that but yes at the same time I'm like but who's going to help them you know when they're ringing me and that you said and you can't get others to help them you sort of go well it's easy to say that but you know Mm. it's it's and it's and, it's, and that's happening with so many other people too. Like other people that we've, um, like the, the guy at Gibson we've been helping, you know, he's exactly the same. And he's not, you know, he, and you sort of go, well, it's it's great that we're doing it and all these little people are doing it, but why aren't the bigger people, you know, we're all, everyone's going to burn out. Yeah, everyone's going to get yeah. to the point where we, um, and we just can't afford it anymore either. We just can't afford to be keep doing it. And much as we want to, we just physically can't because if we're not, you know, if he's not working, we're not going to, you know, we've still got our own house to pay, all these other things too. And that's happening to so many people. And you think, well, you know, if all these little groups burn out, what's going to happen then? I just, you know, if there's if there's no one left to help them, it's yeah, it's it's a bit scary. And you think, and I think that's what we're all feeling too. We've sort of, um, yeah, some groups have been going for three years, you know, or more. And and it's you sort of got to a point where we've burnt out people that want to help us. You know, they're like, oh, you know, we've done our bit, sort of thing, which is fair enough. So everyone's got their own their own things going on and and people and and it sort of impacted um a lot of people in different ways so people are sort of being tighter with their money or they they haven't got that extra to give so 
it shouldn't be solely on the little people wanting to help either. Like, you know, there needs to be, you know, whether it be bigger organisations that get on board or, um, you know, something else needs to be so done. In summary, so in summary, the, the, the drought is an impact and from that health impacts on the family, the mental health, the physical health, you've got the drug, economic impacts, you've got the drug impact and the only people that are really happening, helping from what you're saying is the small lions type groups, you guys, small groups, small charity type groups and no real large sort of, no real pragmatic assistance from governments, it sounds like what you're saying. That's kind not of, that we're saying that anyway. Say? Yeah, not that, we're, not that we're saying. If there if there is, we're not seeing it, we're not hearing about it. Yeah, so okay. Not, yeah, so, I mean, there's, um, I mean, that yeah, there's, it's obviously, I mean, and we're only on a yeah small scale, so there's, there's obviously people doing bigger things and that we mightn't hear about too. But just from what we've seen and what we're hearing and where we've gone and and um, you know for twelve months it's just it's been the same stories over and over again. Yeah. So, well, if there was bigger organisations uh, helping, then the farmers that you speak to would know about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, so we're not. Yeah, that's the thing. You're not. You're not hearing it. So if they are, and I, you're pretty sure that there'd be some sort of publicity out of it. So it's, yeah, um, unless we're missing it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I, th I think it seems to me like it is all just publicity, but nothing's really happening when it comes to those big organisations. Well, that's a frustrating bit. Like we've seen firsthand that you, you see all these big stories and a lot of them are writing their own stories and putting it in the paper or telling this to the, you know, to the media. They're saying all these things they're doing, but no one actually follows it up. You know, it sounds yeah. good on paper and you're like, oh, wow, that sounds great. And then you, you say that, you know, you go and you think, but what did they actually do? And we've spoken to some of them. You're like, but what did, you know? And they sort of, they don't know how to answer. You're like, well, you know, it's on the TV. It's in the newspapers. You know, you hear it all, all across the board, lots of different groups that they, you know, they might be promoting their business or saying that we've done this and we've done that. But who actually follows it up? Like, you know, that, that's what sort of, you, you start seeing that a lot, like a, a lot of times it's keep, and. And so many of these other little groups, the same thing. But they say, oh, we've been used to get, you know, to get their leg up and make them look good and, you know, say they've done a list, but they say they're going to do it and you never hear from them again. But they've got their five minutes of fame out of it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good, but, you know, what next sort of thing. So, and, and that, yeah, and that's, that's happened to us and it's happened to every single one that we've, you know, every other group that we know of. So yeah. it's just, it's sort of, it's frustrating, but it's, and the sad thing is, it's it's a lot. You know, that's it's how it's how it all works too. So it'd be just nice if um, there's more genuine, actual people in it for the right reasons who are yeah. genuinely want to help. And I'm sure there is that we don't hear about too. So I'm not not, not saying they're all yeah you know, all bad, but just some. Um, well, yeah, Tanya, in case there are some people that want to reach out to you or anyone else here, what, what is the best way to contact either yourself or can you suggest um, someone, if somebody else wants to actually help out and um, feels like doing their part? Uh, currently, um, like I can, it depend, I mean, it depends where they are too. That, that depends, that makes a big thing. But um, for a start, you can join our Facebook group and see what we're doing. And then you can, yep. I can put you in contact with the one at the moment I'd like to, see a bit more help is um this ray at the um hayfield lions club he's um he's taking a lot on and doing a lot by himself i'm sorry which one which one was that the hayfield yeah. lions club it's hayfield the lions them. club okay help and Tanya, which face just do you want to mention your facebook page just for those that haven't um come across it yet yep it's charlotte's drought journey so it's a facebook group um it's called yes yeah, so i just put look up charlotte's drought journey um 
And then, um, yeah, I always, I mean, and things pop up all the time that people might want help or a group wants help and I can, you know, so if, it depends where you are. Um, I can put you in touch with, you know, an area that might be close to you or something that you could do or even right. even if it's, um, if you can't offer financial support, even if it's a, um, and we don't take any money directly, we're not, because we're not an organisation, but we can put you on to different people or um, even um, people have been writing to some of our farmers and they might send a, you know, fuel card or something if they want to help them directly, so then that goes directly to their, to their yeah. farm. Um, or, and, know, and things such as food or um, are they also items that people tend to take up? And it, yeah, again, that's sort of, um, it's, it's people are getting burned out doing it. So it's the, the we, what we try and do is we try and, um, like the group at Goffs Bay, they, they um, did a big fundraiser for us for, and that we, it was nearly, it was 22,500, I think it was. So we just, I just, whenever we, you know, I, so we bought them, some of the farmers' work groups, we bought um, different food items and stuff. And so we just, um, they just paid for it. We just said what we needed and they paid for it and then we took it to them. So, okay. but a lot of the thing was we wanted actually, it would be good to, instead of buying it where you are, is actually to, to get it spent in their towns. So we'd go to, you know, through a town, you know, that was struggling. So we'd, we pretty much cleared out their whole fruit and veg in one little place that was, you know, people weren't buying stuff. So we got all fresh produce and then we went and distributed that to the farms we were going to. So it all depends what you're doing, where you are. And, you know, there's so many different areas that can be things you can do. So is it maybe... Is it maybe best to just say perhaps people contact yourself through the Facebook page and then, yeah. and then you can, and then make, I can direct advice them. on where to go? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just depends what they we'll, link, we'll link all the details underneath of this uh, video as well. And we encourage anybody that, that has any opinions or anything to say about it to actually do so in the comments, be it on you know, YouTube or um, our site anyway. I think it's um, really good to get some exposure to this issue. I mean, I myself, and I'm sure you as well, T-Bag, um, I wasn't aware of uh, the... I should say, to, to the extent that this actually affects our farmers here. And yeah, I think, sorry, I mean, I've only, to, sorry? Go on, go on, you go, Tanya. No, I was going to say, I mean, I've only covered a small area. There's so many, there's so much more too. So it's, yeah. So even encourage everyone to do their own research too and, you know, get out there and see for yourself and see firsthand what you could do. And, you know, there could be something that we're not thinking of that's something simple that you could do or, you know, Offer yeah, let's get the conversation yeah. going. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, if, if there is something we can do, we can figure it out. Yeah. A real conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, are there are there any businesses you want to plug? Um, again, it just depends where you're going through. You know, as in to support. Um, I mean, or just in general, um, anything you want to mention, uh, even something personal that you might have, whatever the case. Even if it's your business or whatever. Yeah. Even the, I mean, United Petroleum. <laughs> if you, they helped us out, they get like the fuel cards. Like when okay. other ones were contacted, and okay. they didn't. So you know, if you, I mean, I know it's not necessarily helping farmers, but they they did come forward and you know thirty thousand dollars worth of um fuel cards. So you know that's it's so it's more it's more than a lot of others have, I guess. Yeah. So there's um. It's great. It's great. Um, you know, there's if you're in the say Gippsland area, buy the Gippsland you know, farmer's milk. There's a lot of different products that you can buy in, in Melbourne supermarkets, you can, things like that. Um, yeah, um, Isuzu Trucks Australia, they were fantastic. They they gave us a um, brand new truck for three wow. months. They paid for the fuel for us to take hay. So, wow, you know, that was <laughs> no small thing either. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, – and there's so many little places that businesses have helped along the way. It's just um, – yeah, and the um, 
a, a big thing that people that need, uh, businesses that need help with the like the stock and station agents, the little agricultural supply businesses. Yeah, like they're letting farmers book up all their stuff. You know, like they might be stock feed or their things for their um, farm, but they're not getting paid back either. So what we were doing too is if anyone wanted to offer us money, we just said, well, we'll go to an area and you can just pay off a farmer's, you know, pay off some of their debt. So mm. that was a great help too. So then you're also helping the business, start, you, know, you know, get back some of their money. And, you know, we had, you know, we're farmers we knew. So we just say, well, we ring up these, you know, businesses and say, well, if you want to donate money, that's a direct one that's going to help them. The stuff they need. And you're also helping the business, you know. So there were, um, you know, I think like there's a their business is Ag and Vet. They're all over the place, but they were great with us, um, you know, just ringing up and saying you throw this, you know, um, we went and someone went from our place from Mansell donated, I think it was three hundred dollars in one hit, and said, oh, so we went and bought, um, they uh, paid for sheep pallets, and we just go and distribute them. So, you know, it's they're um. As far as little businesses, I, there's, there's probably too many to mention off the top of my head over <laughs> 12 months, but there's just, yeah, but the United Petroleum, they stood out just because they, you know, they just, yep, no worries. There was no sort of, you know, no humming and harring and taking forever. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, and Izuzu. And, um, but even the, um, the smaller, when you go through town, just, you know, if you get, say, if you're going on a camping holiday, don't go to um, yeah your bigger supermarket chains. Go to your little idea, yeah the independent supermarkets, yeah th- places mm. like that. They're, and they're the ones that seem to be doing the actual helping the farmers. They're the ones doing the, you know, helping out for raffle, you know, things like that. And go to your little butchers. Don't you know? Don't just go to the butcher section in the supermarket. Go to the actual butchers. The yeah the the um, produce stores. You get your fresh fruit and veg in the little places. If you're going through these places, do your shopping in the you know and get your coffee and. Things like you, you were surprised that you, like people don't realize the impact that makes, you know, to yeah. even just to, to the community spirit too. Like you go and there's they're such lovely people. You go in there to these little places and everyone talks to you. You walk down the street and they're all talking. Everyone knows mm. everyone. They're, they're all talking to you and the kids love it too. Like it's good for you. I think, yeah, that's the biggest thing we've got to have it too with our, with our children is to see how it's changed them and to, you know, that, that giving into when you go and meet these country kids, you know, they, they get out of the car, there's no awkwardness and, you know, they just straight out of the car, off they go, off plane and, you know, they're experiencing things that, we're in the country here, but it's not nothing like, it's a different sort of, you know, it's yeah. different. It's um more emotion. They're just the loveliest people. Like, yeah, you know, they, they do anything for everyone else and everyone we've gone to, they're like, they're saying, oh, you know, when you be, when we're getting better, um, you know, we're back on our feet, we will come down and help you guys out. You know, we'll do something for your community. And yeah. all they're wanting to do is give back, you know, constantly when, you know, they, they already do so much as it is. So I think that's a big thing to take on too is that they're just the loveliest, most genuine people you'll ever meet, you know, and you're, um, you're, you know, you're helping your family keep going. It's not, you know, it's a, it's not a big business. It's a, you know, it's a family, it's a farm, it's it's their life that you, you're supporting. The face to it, yeah. Yeah, not a big corporate business. Yep. Yeah. So, which, yeah, which makes it more personal, I think. So, yeah, hope I've been able to answer you. Thanks for your time, Tanya. Thanks for your time today for shedding some light on this subject that, you know, I've learned a lot. I'm sure Joe's learned a lot. And uh, hopefully Uh, others out will listen to this and learn a lot more about it and what they can do about it practically and assist. So, uh, thank you. No, thank you very much for for, um, asking me to ask me on today. It's great that... That you want to listen and you want to put it out there, and it's it's a yeah, 
It's fantastic that you did that. So thank you. Thanks, Tanya. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tanya. Bye. Bye.